This is another episode of Connecting the Dots podcast. This is Skip Stewart, Vice President and Chief Improvement Officer for Baptist Memorial Healthcare. Hey, everybody. I'm H.F. Mason. I'm a general surgeon and chief medical officer at Baptist Memorial Hospital DeSoto and chief quality officer for the Baptist system. And hi, everyone. I'm Jake Lancaster. I'm an internal medicine physician and the chief medical information officer for the Baptist system. Well, today we are so excited. I get to have a wonderful friend, Elizabeth Swan, uh, join us today. Many of you probably know Elizabeth. They've been in the world of lean and performance improvement for some time. Uh, an author has a new book that just came out. Now, today we're going to talk about uh, visual management, but specifically on how visual management is really just an experiment. But before we get into that, Elizabeth, if you would tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, about your background, and even tell us about your brand new book that just recently came out. <laughs> um, I'm happy to, Skip. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, I have uh, been consulting and teaching and coaching in the process performance industry for over three decades, long time, and uh, it's been across a lot of different industries. Uh, interestingly, I spent a lot of times in hospitality, and now I'm currently coaching and teaching a lot in uh, healthcare. And in my head, I'm thinking, well, it's a lot of the same processes. We're getting people in and out of beds, just different sense of urgency and uh, related processes that go with them. And uh, teaching a lot at um, UC San Diego Health designing courses for UC Davis, University of Denver, things like that. Um, and yeah, so background in process improvement and actually performed improv at Improv Boston when I was in my early I 30s. I saw that. Yeah, and from that, I learned a lot about, you know, listening and uh, and collaborating. So uh, I use it all the time. That's why I mentioned it. But anyway, yes, and the new book um, is called Picture Yourself a Leader. It is illustrated micro lessons in it for navigating change. And it kind of is the underlying factor for all of the improvement work. It's all the people centric issues we get into that, um, you know, can we can be great at Kata. We can be great at PDSA. We can uh, hit our marks and uh, do the right things. But then uh, there's some people stuff that gets in the way. People don't necessarily listen to us or do the things we'd like them to. So I explore that and I use a lot of visuals. It's illustrated. So I'm it's back to our visual workplace aspect. That's kind of another through line. Jake, we, we don't ever have issues like that, do we? No, issues? we ask somebody to do something and they do it right away. It just just happens. <laughs> it just happens. Now, Elizabeth, once again, thank you very much for being here. And uh, I did see that uh, you, you said you mentioned you worked in hospitality, that you worked for uh, Starwood Hotels, uh, I believe. And, and Marriott, um, yeah. And Marriott. And, I, I, you know, I looked at the sa- I've ordered your book, but I've looked at the sample that they had on Amazon and it looks really interesting. D- did, did you uh, illustrate it yourself or did somebody I else did. do that? I you did. did. Okay. okay. Well, well, the illustrations that I saw, they're simple. And they're to the point. And it, I mean, I think that's probably the whole point of the book is is to to make these little vignettes or less lessons as, as simple as possible. I think it's also it's kind of like the visual workplace of the book. But um, and you've probably seen in presentations, there's kind of graphics that are uh, meant to represent people, but we never see their eyes. We don't see the frustration, confusion, irritation, whatever the stuff that we're 
what lies behind people not doing what we'd like them to do. Sure. And and um, I also saw that you're a managing partner at, at Golene Six Sigma. Is that correct? Yeah, I was a managing partner and built all of the training and uh, ran that for that's probably about 10 years. I just stepped back from that position. So now I'm uh, working yeah, mainly with the Just in Time Cafe, which I co-founded with Tracy O'Rourke, another big time process improvement consultant coach. Sure. Okay. Okay. Well, that's great. So, you know, we're talking about visual management systems and you obviously you chose to include um, the the visual component in your book um, and, and you hinted at it a little bit, but but just kind of maybe explain for the audience or, or tell us um, why is it important to have a visual management system? Um, why can't we just tell them out loud, I guess, what what is happening with our improvement? What, you know, why is it important to have the visual component in particular? It's a great question. And the main response I would have to that is the what happens without it. And what happens without visuals, and I think the term that we use with it is at a glance. You know, I should walk into a place at a glance and be able to know where, what am I, what am I supposed to do? Where do I go? What am I looking at? Um, what's next? How am I doing? How are we doing? All those questions that if the, if the workplace doesn't answer that, somebody's going to have to answer it. So I'm going to, as an employee, as an, as a customer, as a patient, I'm going to go find the answers. So I'm going to take my time. I'm going to take their time. And and it's probably going to happen a lot. Right. That I'm this questions that if they're not being answered they're they're going to be asked a lot. And that's that's basically the waste of human capital. Right. Should you be spending your time answering the same question over and over? And the other thing that happens is maybe you don't go and ask somebody. Right. Maybe you just guess, make an assumption. I don't want to bother people or I can't find who I'm supposed to ask this question. So I'll make a guess and maybe I'm right and maybe I'm wrong. And depending on the process, the issue, what results could be just an error, uh, some kind of waste, some kind of rework. Now, when you get into healthcare, you've got processes where it could do physical harm to somebody. So having a visual workplace is uh can be life-saving, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, we'll talk about experimenting with with visual management, but but before we get to that, what what makes a visual management board a visual management board, and not just a bulletin board where you're just putting information, saying, okay. We're going to have a unit potluck next Monday. Everybody bring a dish. OK, everybody remember to, you know, do their health stream modules that you have to do. And and and, and I think a lot of people do confuse the two. They they, they put a bulletin board up in, in the break room and they think, well, yeah, we've got visual management up here. Yeah. But but that that's really not the case. Yeah. So visual management boards, one piece of a visual workplace. And I've seen a lot of different boards. So I've seen uh, huddle boards, right? So what do we, if I'm going to um, have a huddle board that might have on it, well, it depends on your practices, right? I think a lot of times 
I'm used to folks in healthcare, well, across the board, not just healthcare, but most recently working a lot with healthcare. So 15 minutes at this board and I should be able to know what are the current issues, um, what needs to be dealt with. I can educate everybody in 15 minutes. I can answer. We can all answer each other's questions, get on the same page, get aligned, figure out um, what are some improvements we've got to do based on uh presenting issues in in the workplace. So you're not, um, it's not a passive board. It's not a bulletin board that, okay, it's up there, it's visual. Um, It is an active piece of the environment where we're pulling ourselves together and educating ourselves and uh, looking at potential issues and problem solving together quickly. Yeah, along those same lines, you you said you've seen a lot of boards. I've, I've seen some, but what makes a, a good visual management board versus one where you maybe look at it and you think, this isn't really telling me anything useful, or it's almost like that unit was assigned to do a visual management board and they chose something uh, that they knew they could uh, <laughs> show that they were doing good at. Right. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So it depends on the purpose. Right. What's the purpose of the board? So one board is a process performance board. So I've seen a great application. This is a finance group and their HR departments tracking. Where are we in the hiring process? So literally tracking where's that employee and who's working with them and how's, you know, where are we in terms of status? So that's a board that educates and people go to it constantly because we want to know what, how we're we doing and where's that person and let's not let them get lost in the process. Um, another purpose might be we've got a bunch of issues we're trying to deal with and what's a good visual to tell, tell us where we are on that. Like if we're trying to increase hygiene, right, where are we on that? And so there's also a visual of the measurement right on the board so we can say, all right, are we hitting our numbers? Where are we in terms of the gap and it or uh, other issues around um, facilities? Right. We've got we're low on supplies, whatever it is, like, how are we doing? So some kind of a visual on the visual board mm-hmm. with ability to track and see where we are so that people can react to that. Right. How one of the questions people ask are, how are we doing? Those can answer. How are we doing at a glance? That makes a good board. HF is on mute, so I'm going to take this opportunity to ask a follow up question. Um, Does this does the I've also seen some high tech boards that are maybe it's a, you know, built in some sort of integration with a computer system that spits out that, you know, how important is um, is the technology piece for visual management boards? Does that make a better board or? Um, can you get the same effect with, you know, something just simple? My experience in the technology aspect and the digital boards is, of course, those came in big time during COVID. They're also really helpful for disparate groups. I see them more among physicians where they, you know, they're s- spread pretty thin around the uh, the facility. So quick 15 minutes we've got those same elements on our digital board as the physical board and they find them incredibly useful. So I've just seen that be good, but they're not, it's not fancy. They can do a little more with maybe automatic 
color coding, you know, if we're in the mm-hmm. red, if we're, you know, in the yellow, but they see them as the same and equally useful. Elizabeth, is there the 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 visual management board? Let's let's say you have the appropriate things on the board. You have the KPIs that you're measuring, and you have. Does the board in and of itself does it does it modify behavior? Is there something? And I don't want to say magical, but is there something psychological about having that data right there and seeing how you're doing and seeing that if you if there is a gap. Does that motivate people to to work harder or work better, work more efficiently? Yeah, it's a good question. I think it's a two part situation where on the one hand, having those metrics visible lets people know we're not quite there or we're doing great. Whatever it is, I'm going to have a reaction to that. So there's a human reaction to seeing where we are. The other aspect of the boards that feels like it works really well is interaction so that I'm part of, you know, this is not high tech. Back to your question. This is me putting a dot and saying we we did not do as well this week um, on this metric. So, you know, how are we going to do we need to go and look at root causes again? Do we need to go um, and try a different countermeasure? Like what exactly how what's our reaction to that? So I feel like there's both the reaction to that visual of where we are and there's also the engagement of the person who's part of that right i'm not i'm not a i'm not just a silent witness i'm not a passenger here you know i'm part of this yeah so so we started the conversation um talking about visual management boards as an experiment what do we mean by that i'm the visual management board one one aspect and i think of the visual workplace as much broader like the experiment but the experiment with the board i've seen boards spend different time on um recognition right i've seen some boards have recognition bottom right right last thing we're going to do is talk about who we're going to recognize i've seen other boards where they said you know what recognition top left we begin with recognition and they made a conscious choice to do that. And and mm. people are crafting the boards to reflect what works for them. So I've seen a lot of difference, even in an organization like UC San Diego, that's you know trying to have a lot of standard work like this is what we need on your boards. But I see that there's a lot of leeway for, you know, make make those choices and make those work for you. Yeah, you you answer my question because I was going to say how, how standard do they need to be, but it sounds like, you know, you have standardization in a hospital or in any type of organization, or you know that's what you strive to. But but each unit has its own personality, and and you know there may be they may work better with with a certain type of visual management board, I guess, compared to the compared to another. But but my question is, how, how important is it to have a period, a set period where the group comes together in a huddle of some form or fashion and you actually go over the board? I mean, a, a lot of times people put a board up and they may have the right things on it, but there, there's no structured time where they're going through the metrics or, or, or running through the board. I think that's huge. 
and whatever the time frame is, because I see a lot of them stagger them based on this is a tier one frontline board. This is a tier two, tier three. So different times of the day for the different tiers. And that people are committed not only to that 15 minutes um, standing at the board. Um, they they know it. They count on it. I get my update. I know what I'm reacting to. I know what I need to think about. But also that I know that there's going to be folks visiting from another tier, and so we can escalate. Uh, and that is part of making sure that we have integration, we have a way to escalate issues, we have constant communication between the tiers. So that, you know, the appearing at the board together, and that's why it's only 15 minutes, man, because we are, you know, busy people, we got patients to see. So I, I find that's a huge um stake in the ground you have to be only for 15 minutes be able to do that and i've seen whole companies do it 75 people in 15 minutes so i know we can do it and i know the frustration when it goes over like i've seen people say oh sometimes our, ours go a half hour sometimes not like and i can feel the drain as they say it like we don't know how long they're going to be i'm like so that's an issue right we got to deal with that and i've seen other folks say i wish we met more we meet once a week. I wish it was daily. You know, I, I the the connection they get at that that huddle is just uh, vital. So let me let me try this on Elizabeth and see how this fits. So when I think of visual management boards, I think of visual management workplaces. Whether I'm looking at manufacturing, whether I'm looking at healthcare, uh, or even whether I'm looking at some of my wonderful graphic artist friends, you know. A lot of times, good people with good intentions, whether it be a graphic artist or a lean practitioner, they kind of fall in love sometimes with their visual management work, and they are really digging it. But at the end of the day, it's an experiment. So to use our kata language, we expect something to happen as a result of that work, and many times something different happens. And if you've been in this work long enough, you know, We've went to boards or we went to visual management workplaces and we find an opposite of what we think should be happening. Maybe something isn't being filled out. I was in a uh, a northern country from the United States not too long ago and and there was these signs about don't park here. And guess what? Everyone was parked right next to the signs that said don't park here. And uh, or I've seen we've all been to boards that. You know, we think, man, they're going to love this board and no one's interacting with it. Is, is that kind of the mindset of thinking about what our purpose is? And at the end of the day, we're running an experiment and we think something's going to happen. But what really happens? And that doesn't necessarily mean we abandon that approach, but we have to s try to understand what's going on. Am I am I framing that correctly? Yeah. And I think. What I've seen, and people can fall in love with their version of visual uh, boards or other aspects of the visual workplace. And what I find is critical is part of that experiment is who you involve. So it's not just you and your beautiful graphic, it's your team. It's also not your team. So what do other people think of it? It's also customers, patients, like who all is going to be impacted by this? And, you know, it depends on the, the visual piece. So that kind of inclusion, which I think 
people don't do it all the time and often for not bad reasons. Some of it is I don't want to bother people. I'll just get this done or I know how this should look. I've seen other ones. I know what would be great. Um, and they 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 lose the the pieces of like, well, where should it be? And what size font should that be? What what's visible? Uh, what do people have we agreed on a set of icons that work for everyone? Um, and just small amounts of inclusion can guarantee way more adoption. And that's I think gets lost a lot is did you who'd you ask? Who'd you survey? I've seen great things done just on, you know, simple surveys, you know, how long like I had a physician trying to deal with um just the time it took to find clippers in the OR, right? And she said she she was learning PDSA and she said, I know this is so small, you know, just but I found out it takes people five minutes, they're searching all over the place. And then she uh, she took photos of like, you know, she'd say took a photo and the clippers were there and she'd go find them like that. You just couldn't see where they were. But she said people would go to other ORs and take the clippers. And anyway, when in her interviews, she found a lot of things she didn't expect, like resentment um, on the part of some of the uh, nursing staff that physicians weren't putting them back properly or cleaning them properly. So it kind of uncovered all of these other conversations. But everyone got involved, physicians and nurses. And they figured out where they should be, how they should, you know, what level, exactly where in the room and standard work right there. Right. So that's this is how to, you know, store, clean, return, all that. So that those conversations often don't happen. And I think that's a mistake in terms of, you know, the pilot of the experiment uh, and get feedback from the experiment. How'd that go? Right. What do you think? How'd that work? What would you what would you what would you tweak? That's an also an op, uh, you know opportunity for engagement. Elizabeth, I, I want to ask you about uh, transparency. Meaning, you know, here at DeSoto, we're about to get some some nice digital like they're called lens boards, and we're going to have and it's an experiment. Uh, we're, we're we're one of the sites, and there's going to be seven or eight uh, throughout the hospital on different units. And some of these are going to be, you know, where patients and, and families and visitors can see these visual management boards. Now, they're not going to have any privileged information or anything like that. But but give me your thoughts on showing some of the metrics of how a unit is doing whatever they're measuring and, and, and letting the patients and families and the public see those. Um, I think that that instills a fair amount of trust that a hospital would be uh, transparent in that way. And I remember just seeing a billboard um, when I was traveling and it said, the, what were the wait times at the ERs? Um, and I thought, that's that's impressive, right? That means they're they're watching it. And I have some information that would help me if I were in a a life or death situation. And so the thought of doing that as a rule to me would instill that kind of confidence and trust, which is huge. So, you know, to Skip's earlier point, even using a visual management system for a particular problem that you're trying to solve is an experiment. Um, I would imagine sometimes you could, you could, have a, a project or a problem you're trying to solve 
and you decide to use a visual management system and it has no impact on on what you're trying to do or like skip said have the opposite impact it makes the problem worse somehow uh, are there certain problems that lend themselves well to um, visual management system uh, versus versus other others that maybe need to be solved a different way hmm. interesting i think anything where you are tracking a metric right that's a feels like a very easy fit and a visual that people respond to rely on and engage in i think hmm, that's interesting i don't know i'm trying to think of ones that where it wouldn't work as well and i it's around um, how would you measure it? Like I, I toured a lot of companies in Japan, um, hospitals, schools, and suppliers to uh, Toyota and whatnot. And it was really fascinating to see some of the visuals that counted on people having speaking different languages. So some of them had, you know, you could just put a face on a board. They wanted to know how workers felt like, you know, are you tired today? Right. So this isn't a supplier and they're worried about, you know, if someone's been sick or they're tired, that's could impact injuries on the job, things like that. And I thought that was fascinating where they they had people's faces and then they could put next to their face. Here's how I'm doing. And it was, you know, a choice of, you know, whether you are ailing or, you know, right on. And obviously there was a lot of trust there, right? Because people felt free to put that up, but it was mm -hmm. a way to reflect something that's not as easily measurable. Um, so I found it doesn't necessarily mean you're tracking a number, but you can get good visuals to track non, seemingly non-measurable things, intangibles. How about, how about simplicity? You know, when you, you know, mm. some meaning, you know, not not every frontline worker or, or most frontline workers are not going to be well versed on a process behavior chart. They're not going to know what upper and lower control limits are or a Pareto chart. H how important is it to, you know, something simple as red or green? You know, run charts are pretty, you know, they're 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 pretty easy to see. But how important is it to to not get too technical or, or too complex? I think it's key. And I think you want where you can use some kind of a, an icon. Um, I've seen people label things with, you know, like you said, color coding. That uh, seems to get across really easily. But I actually did a, a lot of work with schools. We did, we were looking at two big metrics, um, test scores and attendance. And we actually had like simple line charts in the classroom. And there's an occasion where uh, two third graders missed the bus, ran all the way to school and got pulled into the, hauled into the principal's office. What were you thinking uh, running to school on your own like that side of the road? And they said, we don't wanna be the reason the charts go down. And they were like, what is that about? I said, well, it was a line chart, right? Very simple, every day, Somebody went up on the board and marked attendance and marked the uh, scores for the for the uh, group. 
And that, that day was a quiz. And so they were going to be on both charts, having missed and also uh, having the score go down. So I, it just stuck with me. Like, well, if this is something that impacts a third grader that much, then that's pretty universal, right? We we get what that means. We get, you know, you put a target on it, you put a put a line on a dot. I think that that speaks volumes. Sure. You know, before we uh, kind of come to a close, I remember seeing a, a visual management that was shared with me of a large healthcare system out in the West Coast, we'll say. And uh, and they uh, put up in the lobby of a clinic uh, stars next to the doctors on that were showing up on time. Uh, and and it was amazing how it altered their behavior because they didn't want to be the doctor with very few stars or something. I thought that was uh, kind of funny. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming on Connecting the Dots. And I think there is a you think about the phrase connecting the dots. I think we're trying to connect the dots here. We don't want to do visual management for the sake of doing visual management. To your point, Elizabeth, we want to have a purpose. Um, another thing I know you wanted to offer our listeners before we come to an end is I think you wanted to offer uh, something to all of our listeners. Is that right? I did. This came from, you know, the like you said, the interest in this topic of the visual workplace came from a course I designed for Karen Martin and Karen Martin's Academy. And um, she said, you know what? Why don't you offer Skip's listeners a 15% discount? So if you use the phrase uh, visuals rock uh, when you sign up for, and I'll give you the link, Skip, so you can give it to your listeners. The uh, If you use that, you will get 15% off. Uh, I think it's a one-time use, one per, yeah, one per listener, but it's it doesn't expire. Fantastic. Visual rock. All right. Well, visual Elizabeth, visual, well, thank you so much for everything you're doing. I know there's a lot of buzz on LinkedIn these days. I think I see someone talking about your book every single day. So uh, <laughs> thank you so much. I know you're really busy. Thank you for visiting with us. Thank you talking about uh, this great work. And I would tell all of our listeners, let's go experiment our way forward. Uh, so on behalf of Baptist Memorial Healthcare, thank you so much, Elizabeth. Thank you, guys. Nice to meet you, Jake, HF. Bye, Skip. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thanks, Elizabeth.